Josh Podcast. Say hello to the people who care. Nothing's better than friends. The Nosh Podcast. Because you know that your friends are always there. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Nosh Podcast presents Let's Be Friends. I'm Natasha. I'm Sarah. And I'm Chelsea. And before we get into how we're all doing today, just wanted to plug our ask for you to send your friendship stories. We're now calling them friendship yoris. That's right. <laughs> your friendship stories equals friendship yoris. yoris. Uh, anything that is interesting to you in the slightest, it can be a sad story. It can be a happy story. It can be dramatic. Just anything that has to do with your life and your friends. Uh, friendships that are significant to you. Uh, please send us those to our email, the Nosh Podcast at gmail.com, and we will read the story and discuss it aloud in our Friendship Yori segment. <laughs> Stay tuned because we do have a Friendship Yori at the end of this episode. Drama. Okay. How Great is job, Natasha. Doing? That was really good. That was the first time talking about the Yoris and you really nailed it. I have like the biggest smile. I feel like my cheeks hurt because I'm so excited. <laughs> wow. This is a thrilling reception of my uh, discussion of Friendship Yori. I wasn't expecting this at all. Well, we also- had- I'd like to thank um, <laughs> my God, do you want to explain who your God is? <laughs> uh, no, we all know. My God. We all know. Yeah. <laughs> it's mostly for it's God. We all know. Sarah, Sarah loves God. So. <laughs> like the God, wait, is it the God that we're all sort of familiar with? Like in the clouds or like. <laughs> it's my personal God. Okay. I don't think I know it. Is that bad? <laughs> it's a joke. I don't have a God. Oh. There is no God. It was Adam. I have a personal God. We know Robin. I know, I know you do. I know you do. No, the, Robin's a person. My personal God is the energy that created Robin. Oh, oh right, 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 right. It's like <laughs> if Robin exists, therefore there is some kind of universal force that is creating that. That is my God. Plus like nature. I love that. <laughs> Plus like nature. <laughs> Speaking of how much I love God, I was actually this morning on a seminar that was about angels. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm actually surprised. You didn't are? Know. Yeah. Why? Well, I didn't know those existed. I didn't know that <laughs> you would attend one. I didn't I know think you that would say that. In the Venn diagram of stuff that Sarah's interested in, it would make sense that occasionally angels might creep in, but I don't think I've ever heard of angels creep in before. Yeah. I don't really talk about them. If you're, I've actually had like a very, um, <laughs> like a, like an evolution of my relationship with angels. <laughs> if you guys want to hear it. Can you share? Yeah. 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 Of course. Right, it's like so weird. I know I talk about God with you guys a lot and it's, I sort of do it as a joke. Um, but it's also real. <laughs> But okay. I feel like hey, I don't God really, is cool, Sarah. <laughs> I feel like I don't really talk to you guys that much about like my spiritual things, I guess. Um, wow. That's amazing that you don't think you talk about it that much. <laughs> like what else is, there's a whole other, it's a glacier, an ice, an iceberg, iceberg. Wait. It's like the tip of the iceberg is what you're saying. Like there's a whole yeah. thing underneath there's that like you don't so know much about. More. Wait, yeah. Sarah, was this seminar on angels? David's Instagram live or <laughs> no, but no. funnily enough, I was like, shoot, my angel seminar starts at 10 30 and David's talking about Christianity at 10 45. Like, what am I going to do? <laughs> David is a past guest. Yes. You'll remember him. He's the motivational speaker. Yeah. So, Wait, on so his- Sarah, tell us everything about angels. <laughs> okay. So I like remember when I first started at University of Santa Monica studying spiritual psychology, which was like right after college, I remember being at like a diner with someone and they were like talking about angels. And I was like, oh, I think they were like, do you believe in angels? And I was like, I mean, like, I believe that like, you know, everyone's like an angel, like, 
like they help us, you know, my friends are all angels to me. They like help me and they like support me. And it was like very like that, you know, fake they, like, answer. Really, what? Fake, fake answer, fake, fake answer. answer. Right. Masking. And then I totally like did not believe in angels, angels. And then this lady, Alicia Hayes, um, is like this angel woman. <laughs> she like talks about angels. And I remember like, I went to a seminar or something with her and she was talking about them. And I just had this like visceral experience where I was like, oh my God, like angels are real. Like I like felt it and it like changed everything. And then one time I was driving, this is, I don't know, I feel so weird talking about this, but one time I was driving and all of a sudden I felt and I like could sort of see it visually. I don't know. It's strange. But all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, there's like millions of angels like all around me. <laughs> there were like these like lights. I don't know how to describe it. And then of course I'm like, you know, the, who knows what that was? I mean, maybe it was angels, maybe it wasn't, but it felt viscerally like, oh my God, I'm surrounded by like millions of angels. And it was like crazy. And yeah, I've been... So I sometimes go to some angel seminars. Um, also, like one of my spiritual teachers is married to Alicia. So, and I resonate uh, with him probably more than her, but uh, sometimes she does her own, like her own seminars. And so today was one with just her and it was just all about like great archangels and it was great. I cried. Yes, Chelsea, you have a question? I do a have a question. Um, <laughs> In your belief, is an angel like a person who died and is now like hanging out helping people? No, an angel. I mean, according to them, this is getting like real deep into. I can't it, tell you guys. if Natasha is frozen. No, she's just very, <laughs> no. <laughs> she's very just intently. She's shocked. Looking. She's listening. listening. Um. No, so according to, I feel so weird talking about this, it's but okay. according to them, um, Michael and Alicia, the way that they talk about it is that basically God, like individual, so God is, <laughs> God as like the, like one energy individuated into like angels and humans as like different, uh, different types of entities sort of. And some beings, you know, have been angels in some lives, humans in other lives. This is like how they talk about it. This is all very like, this is what they talk about. This is not, uh, this is not like, oh, from my visceral experience, I feel that angels are, that, you know, like, right. I feel like I don't really have that connection to be able to say like, this is what I feel and what I know. This is just like what they say. Um, so that's what they say angels are and the angels are born they say like in the oneness of God whereas like humans are born in like the individuation and we like kind of evolve more to be in the oneness and angels evolve more to be in like individuation if that makes sense does that make sense okay yeah I kind of so get it angels are more evolved than we are but we both come from the same God kind of no they're not necessarily more evolved they just are different they're just different just different kind of like a difference between like a human and a dog <laughs> <laughs> is it that angels are maybe an energy or a life force and then they they can distill down into an individual versus humans indivi are individuals and then they can like learn more and then become uh, more one with the energy yeah I think it's kind of like you know how like people I feel like are born we're like very egoic and we're very like I am my own individual self and and or you know babies maybe are less that way um but then once we get to like a certain age we really think of ourselves as like individuals and like lose that connection with the oneness and then we like yeah evolve that way but mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know I <laughs> yeah so that's what they, that's what they say about angels. And they say like angels are like always supporting us and, and we can like kind of call on like great archangels and archangels to kind of help us if we need. I've never like really done that. Um, but go ahead and try it out and email us and let me know how it goes <laughs> at the Nosh. Calling all you yes. angels. <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
Sorry, I don't know. I feel so like we are talking about that in this in this forum. That's interesting. I mean, Sarah, you are <laughs> a, a spiritual seeker who's always learning. And I think I learned a lot from you. So I'm happy to hear about that. This is like something that, you know, I told my ex, like when we first started dating, I like showed him a video of them and he was like, you're in a cult. And that was like at the very beginning of our relationship. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, do you I feel like it. you can leave at any time? <laughs> well, I'm not in any, there's nothing to leave. So then you're probably yes. not in a cult. Yeah. <laughs> that to me is like one of the first signs. It's like, you can't. A, if all of your money is going into it, which that's why I didn't ask you that question. Cause I do feel like probably a lot of your money does go to these kinds of things, but that it's not just about that. It's like the combination of like, are they taking all of your money and do you feel like you can't leave? And do you feel like you have to cut all your family off? And I would right. say no, because my whole family is in it with me. <laughs> so you're not in a cult. But great. I will say <laughs> the seminar today was free. Oh, wow. So. Just like how Scientology has free acting classes. Exactly. And then they <laughs> sold something at the end and I bought it. And so, yeah. <laughs> okay. So maybe, maybe like a little like Nexium at the beginning. <laughs> early Nexium. A little early Nexium. Just like don't go branding someone's initials into your <laughs> oh God. pelvic region. Yeah. Cool. Well, that took up more. Sorry. I, I'm like sweating. I feel like so really? weird. <laughs> hey, really fine. That was great. I thought, you know, there's got to be someone out there who's someone interested there in this. Needed to know about angels. <laughs> of all of our 50 listeners <laughs> for our podcast episodes week by week, one of them, I'm going to just say it right there. One of them is into angels, <laughs> at least. I like how <laughs> Chelsea asked if angels were people that had died and Sarah was like, no, <laughs> there's no they way are. that that happens. Well, I people did hear- die and they die forever. And then that's the end. Don't <laughs> well, no, they, an angel. they can be reincarnated into an angel, I, I guess. Um, but also ghosts are, so this is, I heard uh, one of these people talk about ghosts for the first time kind of recently. And they were saying like a ghost is someone who dies, but it like can't release the attachment to the physical world and then just like stays here for like thousands of years. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> so scary. Yeah. This my is first thought was that's going to be my dad. Oh, no. <laughs> How horrible is that? I don't, he's hopefully not. No, I think someone too. will help him and bring him so. into. I hope so. <laughs> that's definitely my mom, actually. Oh, God, you guys, stop. <laughs> Your mom's going to be like cleaning your kitchen like from beyond the grave. Uh, I did dishes again today. I did them yesterday. They're never ending, guys. They never end. Dishes somehow, are the worst. I somehow use every dish every day. <laughs> like it's just me. Like I don't I have no idea how I'm doing it. Every time you need to stir something, that's a spoon. Every yeah. time you need to cut something, that's a knife. Exactly. That's a new one each time. Exactly. I just, it never stops. No, it I, never stops. I can't make it, I can't make it stop. <laughs> Every time I eat something, another thing is there. And then I'm like, I'm not going to fucking clean that. I just cleaned. And it's so much work to even like make the thing. Like, why do you have to make the thing and wash the dish? That seems incredibly unfair. And everything is messed. Everything is dirty. All the knives, garlic, Preach. garlic. Oh, garlic. Ugh. It's it just all stuck in there. All over everything. Damn. Um, but I did do the dishes. So that's good. I, I went on a walk and I saw Sarah and I said, Sarah, and she didn't hear me. And I just gave up right away and I let her continue to walk. Um, but that's okay. Cause she said she wanted to quarantine for her mom. So I didn't want to break her boundaries. Um, I went to Tartine, which is a bakery and now everyone can sit outside. And I did that even though I think it's wrong. Uh, but I had a coffee and it was really brief and I was sitting at the table that was probably the furthest away from everyone. And there is a woman who has a very cute puppy 
and I met that puppy and that woman last weekend when I walked to Tartine, but I didn't sit at Tartine because we weren't allowed at that time. But we I are went now. To a church a, a block away, and I sat on the grass. Um, and I thought I was being like so bad, but then there were other people doing it, and I was like, okay, I guess I'm okay. I'm one person. And this puppy is so cute. His name is Waverly. She calls him Wave. Oh my God. What a like a bougie name. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And she seemingly has zero control over this puppy. And it's like, she's not even trying to. And I can't tell if I'm a stick in the mud or if she is being, if she's like doing wrong. (laughs) And Waverly and this woman were at Tartine today. Um, and Waverly was on a leash, but not a leash tied to anything. Waverly was just running all around the grass, interacting with people, interacting with dogs. Um, and Barry- Is Waverly my- wearing a mask? No, unsafe. Jesus. Um, and Barry met Waverly last weekend and Barry's kind of weird with, well, with really energetic puppies that get in your face, Barry's not about it. He doesn't like snap at them. He just is clearly un- unnerved. And I just watched as this dog just played with all these other dogs. And I was just sitting there like fuming. I was like, I can't believe this woman doesn't take care of her dog. And I was just observing everyone and wondering if I was the one that was being unreasonable. And I still can't tell. I still can't tell. I wish I had been there so I could tell you. That was a beautiful, just like a beautifully told story. Thank you. Can I ask you, um, when you saw me, like, where was that? It was, um, it was like, hard to describe. I want to say say this, like if my house middle tartine like where in that it was middle it was middle middle, and I was walking home yes okay and and you had no concept Sarah I was listening to a podcast an astrology podcast (laughs) I'm a stereotype (laughs) it's so weird when you see someone you know and they don't know that they see you or no, they don't know that you see them. <laughs> that is weird. <laughs> and you're just watching this person. You're like kind of in two different parallel universes or something. Yeah. I thought she I thought you would see me because I was wearing bright red. I can't but believe I didn't, but I must was I just looking gaze, at my phone? Yeah. No, you're just looking straight ahead. Your gaze did not go to the other <laughs> side of the street for any reason. One time I saw Sarah when I was driving my car sobbing <laughs> Wait, and then I was, was Sarah so sobbing? excited no or- I was sobbing okay. I was like in full sob something like jarring with a guy had just happened and I was in full-on shock sob and I saw Sarah I was so happy to see Sarah and I pulled over and I like couldn't form words because partly because like when you see someone in COVID times, it's like extremely exciting. So I was like extremely excited to have happened upon my friend, but I was also like crying like huge, like elephant tears or whatever they're called. Uh, uh, mm. Elephant tears. Elephant tears? That's right. A yeah. crocodile. Ah, oh, oh yeah, yeah. crocodile <laughs> tears. We were like, yeah, elephant <laughs> tears. And then I just drove away. <laughs> like I like pulled up and I was like, I'm so I'm so glad to see you. I'm so sad. And then and then, bye. And I well, because like I got a call to like go do something else, and then I just like left. Wow, oh, that's <laughs> what an experience. Seeing yeah, people unexpectedly is, I think, just the tops. You're the tops. <laughs> You're the Coliseum. Um, can I just share one quick thing? Because I know we need to talk about this movie that we talked about or watched. Oh, man, I like saying the wrong words today. Um, Today's January 31st, which means it's the end of January, which means it's the end of dry January. Oh, yeah. Oh. Which is a very big deal for me. I just want to shout out to myself and to anyone out there who feels like they can't possibly go a day without drinking. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's very different from being an alcoholic. Um, <laughs> no, there's nothing wrong with being an alcoholic either and, and recognizing that. But I was just sort of noticing that like throughout quarantine, like when quarantine first happened, remember when we thought it was going to be like two weeks? <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, I'm buying like this like box of wine. And I'm just going to drink endless amount. Like I'm just not going to regulate what I drink. And I'm going to just do whatever I need to do to get by like in this quarantine because I could not sit with myself. I was like really having a thing where I could not live by myself. All of my extracurriculars were taken away. Everything was taken away. And I had to just like sit there and I was like, fuck no, I cannot sit here with my feelings. I'm going to be drunk. And then soon it just became like, okay, I'm going to drink every day, usually like one or two glasses of wine or something like that. But then I went this entire month without having a single thing to drink, except for on Friday, (laughs) my friend and I decided we were just like, it's a rough week. It's, we're almost there. We're going to just drink something. It's going to be great. First sip of wine, which is usually my best friend, tasted disgusting. Wow. Like just tasted like, I don't know, just like I did not want to keep drinking it like after I had like just taken a sip of it, but then continued to drink a little bit more of it and then just immediately felt like the most tired I've ever felt in my life. Went and looked in the bathroom mirror and my face was bright red, like like a fucking like apple. And I was like, I hate this. I was like, I hate everything about this. And my friend and I, and we're, we're like pretty big drinkers. I mean, we went through a phase where we would have to like get like three bottles of wine between the two of us. Um, we like, couldn't even finish the one bottle between the two of us. And then we were both just like, well, I guess we're just not drinking anymore. <laughs> wow. Do you think it's because so, you're like in the midst of the whole life challenge and you've been eating so clean as well? Yeah, that's or have you? I, yeah, I have been. Yeah, I've been doing really well with that. And I I do just kind of want to shout out to myself and also encourage anybody else because for most of quarantine, it was just about like survival and like just doing whatever I needed to do to like calm my anxiety and my feelings. So that would include like eating whatever I wanted and drinking however much I wanted. And so now I've kind of like switch flipped the switch where I'm kind of going, oh, I actually think that this quarantine will be better the more sort of like clean I am aside from the plant-based ice cream that I'm eating every single day. <laughs> I mean, that's clean, but it just feels, it feels kind of naughty. Um, so yeah, so I've been eating really, really clean. And then I had this wine and it like fucked with, like, I really felt like the impact of it. So, um, I feel like that visual of your face turning really red must've yes. been so shocking. Yes. Because I'm also kind of like reading about alcohol. I'm reading this naked mind and I'm reading quit like a woman. And they're both books that talk about like how poisonous alcohol is. Wow. And I felt like poisoned, you know? So obviously no shade to people who drink. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm going to drink again in my life. Potentially <laughs> I will. I don't know. But all I know is that I was pretty shocked by how weird it was and not good. Like I have no desire to do it right now. Wow. So. Well, congratulations. That's really a huge, yeah. a huge accomplishment for the month. Thanks. Shout out to you. Thanks. Shout out to you. <laughs> <laughs> this is our segment called shout out shout to out you. To shout out to you. <laughs> Thanks guys. I'm so sleepy. I don't know why. Um, Should we get into this movie? Yeah, we watched Bridesmaids. Uh, you know what I thought we could do real quick? Oh, yeah, yeah, we did. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to cut you off. Natasha. That's okay. Um, we talked about like how much we should or shouldn't like say what the movie is about. Because especially with this movie, I think like most people have probably watched it. But I would like to just quickly read like the IMDb one sentence about it. And um, I thought this was an interesting way to tie it all up. Bridesmaids, 2011, comedy, romance. Competi- <laughs> Take two. <laughs> Let's try again. Take two. Bridesmaids, 2011. Competition between the maid of honor and a bridesmaid over who is the bride's best friend threatens to append the life of an out-of-work pastry chef. Interesting. Out of work pastry chef. Wow. I feel like if I read that, I would like be like, I'm not watching that. <laughs> like that does not like capture the movie. I mean, technically that's the plot, but <laughs> yeah. I feel like her being out of work is 
she is she has work she had a business it failed she has a job yeah she works at that jewelry store yeah interesting i wonder who writes those things (laughs) you know what would you say i would say hilarious just trust me (laughs) (laughs) amazing cast the best actors and the cutest man on earth the best actors and the cutest man on earth are in this movie yeah 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 i love this movie i I hadn't seen i i feel like i've only seen it once or maybe twice maybe like on a maybe on a plane or like on tv maybe but definitely haven't sat down and watched it from start to finish since the first time I saw it so this was nice but it felt so familiar Mm -hmm. everything was so familiar I definitely I saw it in theaters I remember when Mm -hmm. it came out it's huge so funny I was laughing out loud like over and over it's just so funny I mean it has like the best comedians on the planet like so many (laughs) and and this was a movie like when it came out it was really kind of revolutionary because it was kind of taking those like boy comedies, those like Judd Apatow comedies mm-hmm. and like putting women at the center. So Judd Apatow directed it, didn't he? Paul Feig directed Paul it. Paul Feig. Was I only Judd know Apatow that- involved? Sorry, my microphone is uh, having a panic. It's okay, little buddy. Okay. I don't better. think Judd Apatow was involved. He wasn't but it involved, seems like okay. it, right. It seems like a Judd Apatow. Oh yes. I'm so sorry. When you get to the bottom of the IMDB, <laughs> he's a producer. Okay, that couldn't mean anything. Yeah. So he was involved, right? But um I I think it's just cool that they took this like sort of Judd Apatow yeah. feel and like made it about women. Yeah. More power to Paul Feig. King yeah. Paul Feig. Thank Paul you Feig. for getting women in your films. Yeah, I mean, he famously directed a lot of episodes of The Office. Oh, who wrote it? Do we know? Who wrote it? Let's just run through this, like, all the credits. <laughs> Should I just read the IMDb? Who wrote it? <laughs> Sarah needs to know who wrote it, or else we can't move on. Why the hell is that not like in the beginning of this? <laughs> it just says produced by, music by. Who wrote it? Oh, here's who wrote it. Kristen Wiig. Oh, a little sense. a little person named Kristen Wiig and Annie Mumolo. Cool. Who it? Wait, is Annie Mumolo? Is Annie's character based on Annie? I'm trying to figure out if she was in this movie. Bridesmaids also. Anyway. We it's go. also so cute because Kristen Wiig and Maya Rudolph are like best friends in real life. Yes. I got the sense at the end uh, when they were dancing, mouthing to um, that uh, Wilson Phillips song that they were doing that thing where um, they sort of like improvised the gestures to all the. Oh, everything but but then like Maya Rudolph was like following around along with Kristen Wiig and like acting like there was like a whole story there for me like they had driven in the car hundreds of times singing the song and then doing the motions Mm -hmm. but then I also was like oh this is Kristen Wiig kind of creating all of that and Maya Rudolph just kind of like following along but then somehow it showed that like it it looked like it looked to me like both ways like it was like their old thing but also like they were just fucking around and making it up on the spot yeah which That's I feel my like conjecture we've done that so many times like I think I can yeah. think of so many times where we were at the theater or something like late night and c- dancing and then I feel like usually Chelsea you'll be the one to start leading a choreographed <laughs> dance that, well, that's what I, I, like I, I recognize it yeah it was like yeah. where you where you pretend that it's chore- choreographed right and then everyone it. kind of does it and so you're, you can get it pretty close but yeah. obviously it's not uh not exact and, and pretty messy but and over the top I feel like that's like so, so fun fun it's Aww. like my favorite thing <sighs> so there were so many the like friendship themes in this movie yeah. I don't I feel like every time we watch a movie, I don't really know how to, how to talk about it exactly. Yes, Chelsea. (laughs) I wrote down down a couple things that just kind of stood out to me. 
in terms of themes. And mm-hmm. one of them was like friend competitions, mm-hmm. right? Um, you had sort of said in our group chat that it reminded you of a friend competition. It made me think about actually when I was a kid, this idea of like class kind of like came up a lot. It felt like somehow. Um, and there was this one very tangible story that for some reason I've been like thinking a lot about lately where I had a best friend and then we moved schools or something. Um, and then there just were like more people in the mix. (laughs) So I was kind of like the old friend that was brought into the new scenario. And this was when I was like really young, like probably like first, second, third grade or something like that. Mm -hmm. And but then I feel like her new friends were maybe like cooler or richer or something. And I remember for this one birthday party and this is like a weird kind of shout out to my dad. Cause I feel like he picked up on it too. We, we were like trying to figure out what to get her for her birthday. And my dad's like, we have to get this like fucking huge bear. He didn't say fucking, but we were like in Toys R Us or something. And there was like a giant bear, like a huge, like oversized bear. That sounds like, like something that would be in FAO Schwartz. Yeah. But we weren't in the city. We were in Podunk, upstate New York. He's like, we're getting that. And then I like, get, I brought this like huge bear and it was like a, a hit. Cause like, what a statement. Don't, <laughs> like you, no one else, don't hmm. you have a huge bear? I do, but that's a separate story. That's a, a friend got me that for my 30th birthday and he's how, my boyfriend, but. How big was the bear compared to the bear that you currently have? Probably the same size. Wow. But it was very. For a kid. Yeah. Was it was like a huge statement. And I was like, wow, I feel like my dad was like picking up on some weird class things or like some weird kind of like power struggle, which was like you have to get the best present. And the way to do it in this case with this audience is just to get the biggest present. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a, definitely an interesting theme of of sort of like a switch in class also of like she, Kristen Wiig's character made that comment that was like, you know, a few years ago, you would have been here laughing at this with me, like thinking it was so over the top and stupid. Uh, but now she's like, friends with this woman who's like all about wealthy nice things and like extremely extra uh because she so clearly had a a hole in her heart (laughs) like you could just tell through those like stepkids that you know she she just had some home home life problems and maybe she was compensating with all of these big flashy things um Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've, I've, I feel like this movie, it is all about, like, I'm her best friend. She's my best friend, not mm-hmm. your best friend, um, which is counter to a lot of the discussions that we've been having about not having these concrete expectations of your friends or your close friends or, your, or having multiple best friends. Um but this movie still really like hits, really resonates, even though I don't feel that way about my friends. But I feel like having it on the backdrop of like a wedding and that whole thing, it's like all, all bullshit. So of course you would, you would be like, well, number one is this person. And then number two, three, four, cause that's just the whole thing about weddings, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a way that's a very like immature thing of like, this is my suit. This is my best friend. Or like, you are my best friend. Like who's the maid of honor. Yeah. Yeah. Or just that sort of competition to see like, who's like more of the best friend. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it really, I mean, I said this in the group chat when we were watching, uh, but yeah, it reminded me so much of my friendship with Sasha and Alianka because you know, we were both Alianka's friends and obviously like <laughs> our experience was like to a much lesser degree, but, uh, of just having that best friend, you know, like lifetime best friend. And then a new person, which was me like coming along and kind of threatening that. Um, I'm, I'm sure that's a, like an, a common experience that happens probably at different points in people's lives. Like for me, 
it was in high school or I was part of that kind of triangle in high school. Maybe for other people it is as an adult. I would imagine a wedding is, and I feel like I don't really have this experience because I haven't really been to very many weddings. Like none of my friends, as I'm saying this, I'm like, are any of my friends married? But like, I, I don't think I've been to really very many weddings and especially not of close friends. So that we haven't had that experience of like, who are the bridesmaids? Who are the, who's the maid of honor? Who's invited? Who's not invited? And I'm sure that that breaks families apart, breaks friendships. Apart. <laughs> I'm being dramatic, but I can imagine totally. that it's just can be stressful or illuminating. Yeah. And that thing of like class or like money just kind of kept coming up. I guess I was maybe interpreting it as money where it's like, you know, Kristen Wiig's character wants to like have a cute little Paris party with like some cookies that you can like dip in chocolate. And, you know, she wants to go to the lake house and, you know, she gives the gift. That's like this very sweet box of all these memories. And, but but yeah, she can't really like afford to go big (laughs) either. Mm -hmm. Like there's kind of that component. I mean, I felt like I really identified with that too of like, you just don't have the money <laughs> to like go as, as big and then do your gestures always like hit or come through if then like somebody else is able to do something that fancier. Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting theme, right? Like it, it's like, are we interpreting? I've been want, like watching and listening to the minimalists a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And they talk about this of like, gifts are not like they come out and they're like gift giving is not a love language like they're like very intense about it but they're just like your gift is not love like you can give you can love someone and give them a gift but like that thing is not love and should not be like confused for that um and I feel like the best gifts that I've ever gotten have been like handmade like sentimental um but it is interesting like just to just that whole dynamic of how people relate to gifts and how people relate to like expensive gifts. And I know for some people that like really means a lot to them more, but it's like, I feel like that it's definitely something to examine if that is like a big part of your life, or if you feel that you can't like that your love doesn't mean enough if you can't attach money to it or something. Yeah. I feel like uh, the whole like central thing of their friendship was not money based, right? Like mm-hmm. you meet them working out in the park, mm-hmm. not paying for a class. <laughs> and then one of their hangouts is that they're going to drink wine and look at magazines. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that gift that she gives her is very sentimental and sweet. So I feel like the whole money thing was a signifier of her failed business. And it wasn't really about like proving her love or her friendship to Maya Rudolph. I think that it just made her feel like her life wasn't good enough. And she was like, well, if that's true, then like, I'm losing everything, everything that is important to me. I can't even be best friends with this person because Rose Byrne keeps one-upping me. I'm like not good at anything. Mm. Whereas I used to be good at baking and I used to have a marriage question mark, or at least like a relationship boyfriend, I think. Um, And that failed. So now it was all about her like reaching her bottom. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the only thing that she could do to like save her, like, I guess, like vision of herself was like, well, I'll just be, at least I'll be the the maid of honor. Then I'll like, people will like me for that because I'll be so good at that because I'm so good at being her friend. And then, you know, that kind of got taken away from her. 
Yeah, I feel like it's also an element of like being left out, like because she couldn't afford, you know, she couldn't afford to sit in first class. So she was like separated from the group or couldn't afford, you know, the more expensive bridesmaid dress and kind of, you know, and I feel like in a wedding situation, sort of being forced into a situation where you're like having to spend a ton of money and not having it and being left out of those like ceremonial things because of finances like I can't I just imagine that would just be so frustrating and would make you just feel like your friends like didn't care about you and that does happen too I mean when somebody asks you to be in their wedding it's it is an amazing honor um but it is also expensive it's like hey can you pay a thousand dollars for me to get married? Yeah. (laughs) Right. What or more, you know? Um, so yeah, that is, that is a weird thing. It's like, well, if I say no to this, are we not really good enough friends? And I mean, I don't regret any of the times that I've been in a wedding, which I think is actually as an adult, only one. (laughs) Well, as a kid, I was in a lot of weddings. I was a flower girl, like flower girl extraordinaire. I fucking loved the nail being a flower girl, but (laughs) that's a story for another time. Um, Yeah. So, but it it is, it's like, it's a weird thing. Um, and, and then, yeah, you, you sort of think like, oh, when I get married, maybe I won't do that. But then I feel like something weird happens when you get engaged where you're just suddenly like, I want all the things, (laughs) you know? And I feel like that kind of happened to Maya Rudolph's character a little bit. She Mm -hmm. got like swept up, you know? Yeah. And some level you can't really blame her. (laughs) Yeah. And, and the other character, what's her name? The, the pretty one, the quote unquote pretty one. Everyone is like so pretty. Uh, in the movie, her name is Helen. <laughs> yeah, Helen. She was like, you know, I feel like people only invite me to things because I'm a... So then there's like the flip side of that kind of, of not being able to afford things, of feeling like, oh, people are just using me because I'm good at planning parties or because I ha- come with all these perks. Yeah. You know, I feel like this movie really touched on just so many like themes and elements and like potential elements of friendships yeah it was like Like, truly amazing (laughs) melissa mccarthy's character like that moment where she goes over to Kristen wig's house and she's like Mm -hmm. i'm your friend Mm -hmm. so there's those people that you don't really think about as your friend yeah when you're in a rut you're like well i'm all alone and then there are people that are there for you but you're not really seeing them yes you like create this list of like how bad your life is which is like exactly what Kristen Wiig was doing and then she's like yeah oh yeah here's this person I mean Melissa McCarthy's character was cool as fuck in that movie <laughs> yes yeah please be my friend like <laughs> she was like oh I'm your friend I'm a friend right in front of you so don't whine about how you don't have any friends I feel like I really related to that too because Like, I've definitely gone through times where I'm, like, feel like I don't have any friends. And it really takes a conscious effort to be, like, well, this person that I know or that I'm friends with might not be, like, my absolute favorite best friend to hang out with. But, like, they are the (laughs) – they are here. And, like, I can't – check the box. Yeah. And and, and to, like, appreciate that and not – rather than feeling sorry for yourself or – complaining about it or thinking of all the things that it's not and just be like well I'm actually not alone I actually do have this one person and that's like in this moment like that's a good thing to have you know even though you know I'm sure Kristen Wiig's character wasn't thinking like Melissa McCarthy's character is my best friend I'm so like happy to have her over with her nine puppies (laughs) that was amazing that she took all the puppies so funny. I want a puppy. You have a puppy. I bet Waverly would just go home with you. That dog seems unhinged. <laughs> the look in that in Waverly's eyes, it's <laughs> scary. <laughs> it's scary how little is in there. Well, uh, one thing I just want to ask real quick, uh, have you ever had explosive diarrhea with a group of people before? I feel like we've talked about this. <laughs> not with a group of oh like oh all of us have explosive diarrhea together no but I know that that's happened to you 
<laughs> Sorry, I thought that you wanted me to like prep you to. Well, share. yeah, I guess I, I've, I, I mean, you knew I could tell the story, but I, I was also wondering if any of you have ever had it. I, I do not I believe I have. Yeah. It was interesting watching this story, having had my experience, because I was like, oh, this is, or watching this movie, I was like, this is exactly what happened to me. So in 2018, I had the privilege of being able to go to Cape Town, South Africa to do improv. And as part of that trip, I was performing and teaching workshops with like amazing people from all over the world. There was like somebody from Spain there, some incredible people from Canada, and then some local South Africans as well. Um, and a bunch of us teachers all went out to dinner on the last night to like a big Italian meal. And we all, a big Italian meal in South (laughs) Africa. And it was like so delicious and so fun. Like we all sat at a big table. Like, can you imagine being inside, sitting with others, eating food inside together? (laughs) I mean, that (laughs) tempt me. (laughs) It was such a beautiful thing. And we all like shared food and just didn't think anything of it. And then immediately went to the theater where we all had like several shows to perform in that night. It was the last night. There was like a teacher show. There was like a, some other, like there, we all were in like several permutations together. We had like three or four shows that night, weirdly. And it all, it started with me. So I was on stage in the first show and I feel the rumbling in my tummy. And it was that feeling of like, this is coming out right now and there's nothing that I can do. Like it's, it's coming out right now. And like, you know, I was performing like on stage. Did you play a character that shit themselves? No, what I did was I it got like the urge got like increasingly and it was literally like I could not do any like I could not do anything about it. I was like this is happening right now. So I ended a scene and I just ran off stage. Like I took the fuck off like but not not backstage like towards the audience. So it's like I was just like I can't think about how this looks right now. I just need to get to a toilet. So I just like oh my ran towards the audience all the way to the back and then just like emptied like my entire bowels like my whole life into like a toilet that I luckily found but like just barely in time and then after the show like I asked people I was like is everyone like feeling okay like I just had like horrible like things happen and I was like did every anyone notice that I like did that and they were like oh we thought you were like doing just a move where you were gonna like come out you know how like sometimes yeah we'll go into the audience and then you come out because because part of it was like I was like I just need to like fucking go so they were like we thought you were just like confidently like <laughs> making your weird move that was gonna result in like oh because what I did was I went off like exploded into the toilet came back and then got in line in time to like bow at the end of the show wow oh my God. <laughs> yeah. that's impressive and then afterwards everyone was like no like we're not feeling anything and then almost as soon as I asked that one person was like oh my god <laughs> and then like 30 seconds later another one was like oh <laughs> oh no and then like everyone we went out with got just like horrendous explosive diarrhea and all had to perform so they're all like kind of like teetering like kind of going towards the bathroom at different times oh no <laughs> it was hideous and insane and crazy and I've never had that feeling of like I just need to get the fuck off the stage right now but you know what? I really kind of felt like it was like the ultimate yes and. I really <laughs> felt supported and yes ended in that moment. I was going to ask, like, I feel like it's like a form of trauma bonding. Like yes. everyone, like, and in the movie also, yes. like everyone trauma bonded over the. <laughs> yeah, so it was. And it was exactly like in the movie, like we were just all sweating and just felt horrible. And it was like we just needed to go in every possible open space that there was anyway so as Natasha alluded to or actually blatantly said at the beginning of this podcast we have a friendship Yori. 
Sarah, did you want to tell us a little bit about how we came to this name? <laughs> yeah, so I will I won't say that it's directly from this, but so I used to work for a podcast called The Absolute Worst Podcast, which is doesn't exist anymore. It does exist. You can listen to it and I recommend that you do. Uh, but there aren't any new episodes. And I know Chelsea was a big fan. Natasha, were you, did you listen ever? Not really. Yeah, sure. I, I <laughs> sure I did. <laughs> it was, it went on for quite a while and I, um, yeah, I lost interest. I don't know why I had lots of podcasts. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, there's um, a direct connection to bridesmaids. Oh, there's yes. So, um, the, one of the hosts is Dana Powell and she is the woman in bridesmaids on the plane, the flight attendant who's like, sit down. <laughs> Wait, does she say something else? <laughs> down something something yeah sit down (laughs) just all do it we're like if we all do it they'll know what we mean um she has red hair she's also in modern family anyway uh there was a segment of that podcast called absolute yours which are like your absolute worst stories (laughs) and so we were sort of throwing ideas around and chelsea said yori and i just love it friendship yoris it just fills my heart with warmth and humor so it is a cute name that i think um really deserves a cute jingle or sound effect so if any of our fans has a submission or an idea for what friendship yoris the segment should sound like or should be introed as please send it to the nosh podcast at gmail.com in the meantime we'll just say it's time for friendship yoris today's friendship yori comes from alex from los angeles and she titled it in the subject of filth and friendship oh settle down everyone whoa tell a tale (laughs) love it says dear nosh i'd like to enchant you with the story of how i campaigned for and won the friendship of my beloved pal lysistrata incredible name It all began in 2002 when we were wee seventh graders. Hmm. I, an aspiring punk, overheard some sixth grade mean girls talking smack about the new girl at school. Apparently, she had a really ugly haircut and a ring in her eyebrow. With urgency, I lapped the quad, already bewitched by this new girl's rumored allure. Then I saw her, her eyebrow ring gleaming, her partially shaved head sparkling like a beacon. She was drawing a picture of the Statue of Liberty on fire and eating frosting from a tub with a plastic knife. (laughs) I knew then and there that I could not rest until I had won her hand in friendship. First, I needed some flair with which to peacock. I used old pillowcases and Sharpies to create armbands and patches for my backpack (laughs) that depicted the punkest lyrics I could find among my older sister's CD collection. Then I needed proximity. I saw the new girl, Lys, Lys. <laughs> Her name is Lys Estrada. So she goes by Lys. I saw the new girl, Lys, she was called, hanging out with the weird kids, weird kids and capitals or, uh, you know, capital W, capital K, hanging out with the weird kids and the dugout at lunch. I couldn't just approach. That would be social suicide. So I found ways to cross our path between classes. And at the start and end of lunch, always sure to accidentally show off my patches so she would know that I too thought that meat was murder and anarchy was cool. (laughs) Finally, I needed opportunity. The stars collided one fateful day at the bus stop after school. It had rained hard earlier, leaving great muddy patches in the grass. Liz and one of her edgier friends, my stiffest competition, abruptly ran and threw themselves at the greatest mud patch, slip and slide style. Everyone else stared with horror, and I knew this was my chance. I would publicly sacrifice myself, anoint myself in mud for God and all the world to see, to prove to Liz my worthiness. The stakes were high, but I swallowed my fear, set down my backpack, focused hard, and performed a frankly elegant run and slide. Getting back on my feet, I faced Liz, muddied and awaiting her verdict. Nice, she said. Yeah, I said. We have been best friends ever since. She tells me she was completely unaware of my multi-week campaign to win her affection, but that she's grateful for it now, almost 20 years later. I 
can't imagine she could even half as be even half as grateful as I am though. There is no one with whom I'd rather slip and slide through life. Oh, that was beautifully written. (laughs) Alex, you are amazing. What a great story. Is Alex a professional writer? I happen to know Alex, and I will say Alex is a professional writer. And she's writing a book. Okay. um, And I'm really excited to read it. It's about something uh, really interesting that I won't share. Wow. Okay. Thank you for all (laughs) of that. I'll say it's about murder. Okay. Well, that, I love that story and I love the way it was written. Um, And like, I'm trying, I was trying to think if I have so calculatedly tried to get someone's attention before. It's kind of like having a friend crush and then like plotting, like, like you would with a crush maybe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, but to be a friend. Wow. To be a friend. It feels like a, I mean, that feels like a movie plot. Like all, like all the patches and trying to like display yourself in a way that you think the other person will think that you're cool. I definitely have never done anything remotely like that, but I love it. (laughs) I've done that sort of thing with guys, which we've talked about before, how like some, I think you did this too, maybe Sarah, where we like dressed like the guys that we liked thinking that like David Basil used to always wear a long plaid shirt, button down shirt. So I would always wear a long plaid button down shirt. I'd be like, he wants a girl that looks just like him. Yeah. (laughs) It's such a funny conclusion to like come to. Yeah, I think I do it maybe more with like, I'll just become more interested in things that the person is interested in or something like that. But I don't know that I do it physically necessarily. I think I've done that where I wanted to be friends with someone who was really into sneakers. So I would wear like my coolest sneakers. Yeah. You're like, oh, these? These are yeah, just my sneaks. Like, yeah, these are pretty cool. I love that. My Air Jordans. <laughs> it's, have bought. you guys ever been on the other side? Like, have you guys ever thought like, oh, that um, person is dressing more like me. So I'll be friends with them. Or something like that. Like I'm trying to imagine what it would be like for the person who's being courted. Would you ever notice, like if suddenly you saw someone that was just around you more that had like a bun on the top of their heads, (laughs) they'd be like, oh my God, they're just like me. And then they'd be like, yes. (laughs) I don't think anyone all along. I bet Chris Gorbos and Chris Alvarado can think of a few different times when that's happened to them. Yeah, well, Chris Alvarado started surfing so that he could be friends with Chris Gorbos. <laughs> Just kidding. That's that's not how it went down. <laughs> He's like, you surf too? That's so crazy. <laughs> yeah, I love surfing. They just saw each other in the ocean. <laughs> I just want to say to anyone who's thinking of writing to us with their stories, you do not have to make it as, let us not let Alex's story be um, the, uh, what's the word that I'm thinking of? Like the set the bar um, for for creative writing style you do not yeah, have to I'll, create like a beautiful piece of prose to send in to us we just uh we love that Alex and I don't want it to deter anyone who wants to send us their story but might be worried that they are not a professional writer yes you can be any level of writing we just want to hear your stories <laughs> do you want to do our other new segment called wow we got a review. <laughs> yeah, we and and you know what? Wow, we got a review. Damn. <laughs> uh this review is from M Schliss. The subject, like hanging with your best friends. Five stars. A great podcast that feels like you are hanging with your best friends. Natasha, Sarah, and Chelsea. That order, I think, is really important. That's the Um, order we usually say our names in. (laughs) Do a great job at discussing fun topics in a way that makes you feel like you are hanging on the couch with them, while also making sure the discussion is interesting for the listener. Their recent episode with Nice Chris, two very sexy-sounding Chris's, in my opinion. Someone has a crush. Why don't you start surfing, M. Schliss? 
was a great deep dive into male friendships. Yay for the Nosh Pod. Aw, thanks. Wow. Thank you, Angelus. Thank you so much for reading for writing us a review. It means everything to us. If anyone else wants to write us a review, I'll read it and do a little call out to you. And we'll be so appreciative. And we do need them all to be at that same level. So differently <laughs> from the Alex one, where you can be any level, these have to be as good as matchless souls. Or I mean, Emschless. <laughs> at least as nice. I don't know about, you know, your grammar can falter. Sentence structure doesn't have to be really perfect, but uh, just be nice and, and flattering, complimentary. Yeah, we're not also- grading these. <laughs> You can also always follow us on Instagram at the Nosh Podcast. And we're also on Twitter at the Nosh Podcast. And send us an email. It doesn't have to be a story if you just want to ask us a question, but we check it regularly, the Nosh Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, till next time, see you guys in the group chat. You can always count on me. Say hello to the people who care. Nothing's better than friends. The Nosh Podcast. Cause you know that your friends are.